So Bob Burrow died last week, and Bob Burrow actually was uh, one of the first stop-frame animation directors. Burrow and Hardwick. And they did things like Trumpton. And Camberwick Green. Camberwick Green. And we were really excited to find out that some of that stuff was made in this room. It was. Like some of those classic kid shows. Because <laughs> he started off making uh, cartoons in a couple of houses joined together in Crouch End. And then they moved to this, to this church, and they were here at the same time as Dave Stewart and the Eurythmics were recording in this building. So imagine they're trying to animate in here. You've got the Eurythmics <laughs> hammering away next door. It's a, it's a very famous place. It is. We're, all, we're privileged to be <laughs> sitting here. This is Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. Welcome along to Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. I'm Brian Luff, and I'm here with the alarmingly feisty <laughs> Georgina Salvi. Okay, thank you very much. And smooth, silky-voiced matinee idol, Mr James oh, Shakespeare. Oh, good evening. Our special guest is uh, writer Ivor Bedil. Hello. And there'll be live music supplied this week by Mono Club, who'll be playing a couple of songs for us a bit later on. So, Ivor, welcome along to uh, Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. Uh, a little bird tells me you were at a wedding yesterday. Oh, you're calling me a little bird. <laughs> I, I told you. I, I, I mean, I'd swear on this. Was it a wedding or was it the wedding? Oh, no, it's the wedding. It Come the on, it's wedding. the wedding. You know, if, you, if I said to someone I was at a wedding this weekend, you wouldn't hmm. know what, what I meant. If I said I was at the wedding, you'd know hmm. instantly. So, come on, sp- spill the beans. Are they still together? <laughs> uh, as of half an hour ago, yes. <laughs> it's looking good for the next was week it, at least. Was it as exciting as we were all led to believe? <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Yeah, it was exciting. I should explain. I was there working on the BBC coverage. I'm a scriptwriter, so there was a bit of scripted needing on the BBC coverage. So there was a preview show on the Friday night, and there was a, the main coverage, and then there was a highlight show in the evening. So that's what I was so doing. So we watched a bit of it on the telly. So there was a kind of bandstand mm. right outside the castle. Were you, you were hovering around the bandstand. Yeah, I spent most of my life hovering in, 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 <laughs> doing a little, Around bandstands? Not, not no, bandstands. No, normally, no, no. Normally it's sort of backstage somewhere next to yeah. a little table where the autocue <laughs> operator rolls the autocue and I have headphones on and occasionally, because the script is normally written by then. So but occasionally when something's live, actually with that there was quite a lot of there were some technical problems and I said, oh, we can't go to this next bit, so you'd have to change it, you'd delete that bit and change it around. I mean, it's high-tech high stuff. So did you <laughs> did you see the lovely couple in the flesh? It, well, do you know what? I've got it on my phone. It's great for a podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> as they came out, let me, let me get this right, as they came out of the actual castle grounds on the, in the carriage thing, but they were, well, it's a carriage. The carriage, the carriage thing, carriage. yes. Yeah, yeah, they came down the road, all, all the soldiers in front of them and behind them. They, get, they came out of the gate and then they made it. They swung, swung left from where I was, and I actually got footage of that, which for some reason nobody wanted. Really, tried, tried, to, they, they, tried to flog it to the sun. Didn't yeah, they? <laughs> they, they seem to say they've got it already. So, Georgina, you got very excited, didn't you, when she got out of the well, car? Well, I'm just wondering, do we need to clarify for the rest of the world, they may not be as interested as us. I know the Americans were, but would the rest of the world need yes. clarification on whose yes. wedding this no. was? No, everyone in the world, you know, yeah. two billion people were watching <laughs> yesterday. So okay. the chances of someone listening to this podcast who di- didn't know something about the royal wedding is fairly slim. OK. So did you watch so it, James? So we won't mention their um, names. Yeah, I saw bits... Um, I watched it with my family and my uh, little son, and he was very excited with the horses. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's four it. Four horses at one point on screen, and yes. he was loving it. 
there was a bit we were listening to it on the radio beforehand and they were saying like and now there'll come a moment where Prince Harry is the last person in the world to see the dress and I was thinking he's not the last because <laughs> I am not bothered because you were listening to it on radio so you hadn't seen anyone no one, to it on radio no one had seen it by definition yeah, yeah, yeah most yeah. of the audience surely yes. they must have rehearsed the bit because the little boys carrying the train of the dress. They must have rehearsed that loads of times. Mm. Otherwise, she'd have tripped up the stairs if they hadn't. Also, my two-year-old was very disappointed in what that train was. He was really <laughs> excited oh! there was going to be a train yeah. and did not appreciate some fabric. That no. my favourite moment. I know this is a bit soppy, but if you can remember, oh. when she arrived at the top of the stairs, there's the little boy behind her holding... There was two of them. I don't know who they were. But the, one of the little boys, as soon as the fanfare started, his face was... Yes. Yeah. It, was yes. it was brilliant. It yeah. lit up, Even an old it? cynic like me, my, yes. heart, my heart melted. <laughs> it was a lovely day. And uh, then, of course, we all piled home and watched the cup final, which, uh, <laughs> as usual, I lost money on. <laughs> you watched the cup final? I didn't. No, I had a gig. Oh, there you go. More important things to do. Yeah. More important. Comedy's more important than yeah. football. Are you a football man, either? Well, I've had a season ticket at Chelsea for probably about 30 years now. So, but annoyingly, I couldn't go because, as I said, there was a highlight show, Royal Wedding highlight show in the evening, which was live. So I had to stick around. But you had the consolation of your team winning the cup. Yeah, yeah, which is great. just annoying, really. <laughs> and from the sound of things, the consolation of not having to watch the game, it wasn't the best. Oh, well, I did. I was sort of sneakily watching it on my phone while we were rehearsing. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so kicking off the proceedings right away with Georgina's Enjoyable World of Knowledge. you got for us in your enjoyable world of knowledge this week, Georgina? I'm just thinking some royals will know about this. Apparently it was a medieval cure for a toothache and you had to kiss a donkey. Kissing a donkey on... was a cure for toothache. Now, the obvious question is on the mouth? <laughs> or on the ass. Well, you should, no, or on the ass. Yeah. yeah, or, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Translation for the American listeners, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Who makes these things up? What medieval genius goes, I know what will cure toothache, kissing the donkey over there? And it must start, mustn't it, as a gag in some way. It's like a joke. Someone winding someone else up and going, if you kiss the donkey, that, that will cure your toothache. And so someone does it. And then miraculously his toothache was cured. And other people go, no, I've heard it. It's true if you kiss the donkey. And I'm just thinking that's... Apparently, in, in Egyptian times as well, they used to pulverise mice, dead mice, and apply that to toothache. And I'm just thinking, I don't know, where do you, why do humans think of these do, things? Do you, it occurs to me, as you're saying that, do you think that's a derivation of the phrase, kick the donkey? Because maybe somebody did it, got kicked for the donkey died. <laughs> <laughs> and then, therefore, suddenly, they've kicked the donkey. Yeah, and cured their toothache, though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. They're not complaining cured their toothache. No, no. no, no. no pain at all, really. Two, yeah. two things occur to me. One is that unless you, well, no, you did actually... Sorry, I'm so sorry, I've got to interrupt. It's kick the bucket, isn't it? Kick the bucket, What's no, kick the donkey. No, 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 but, no, but it's a TV show, wasn't it, called uh, uh, Drop the Dead Donkey. Yes, Just so we were thing. all together there. I've lost my mind. You don't have to kiss a bucket to cure so your toothache. The two things occur to me. One is the, is the <laughs> fact that unless it, wouldn't, it couldn't possibly have any bearing on your teeth unless you kiss the donkey on the mouth. It would have mm. to be with tongues and everything. Yeah. Otherwise there would be no exchange of fluids and it wouldn't do any good... At all to you, but that's the first thing that occurs yeah. to me. The second thing it reminds me of mm. is what someone told us yesterday. Georgina and I were doing a comedy workshop yesterday, and uh, one of the people at the workshop told us that they once took their pet <laughs> hamster. 
This is awful. And fed it into their video recorder because they thought that it would make the hamster come up on the TV screen. Oh. That's real. And it didn't. And she had to scoop it out with a spoon. Her dad oh. scoops the, ma- the mouse out the, the, in bits from inside the video recorder. That sounds like a, te- that's like a warning against taking acid. Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure I've seen we all do stupid things when we're, when we're kids, though, don't we? I've never fed a live animal into a video recorder, though. Did you ever do anything really stupid when you were a child? <laughs> well, you... a bit, yeah, I'll tell you the most embarrassing moment of my life. I was, I was 14, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you this quite quickly. Uh, well, maybe I, should, maybe I don't well, have to. Yeah, you prolong it. Edit, edit it milk it, if yeah. you want. <laughs> it's like, it is really stupid. I had a pen pal, a French pen pal, Pascal, right, and... I went over to his house in France, stayed there, and he was very sort of soppy, and I ended up, it was boring, I counted the number of times he cried, and his family cried, so anyway, when he came over to England, I, I was 14, I was a shame, I'm a cool kid, I'm, you know, I'm a dude, and I remember them, I lived in Dollis Hill, grew up in Dollis Hill, everyone knows, near Neasden, Wembley, you must have heard of someone, I'll get further up, <laughs> yeah, 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 London, Jubilee line, yeah, right, yeah, 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 somewhere yeah. eventually, um, and we got, I don't, I don't quite remember where we were going, but the train comes into the platform, and for the one and only time in my life, I didn't mind the gap. Right? So, no, I, I put my foot out and I slammed it right down. Fucking caught myself in my inner thigh. It was really oh, painful. Yeah. Oh, don't, dear. Don't yeah. forget, I'm 14. Mm. Right? So, I, I, thankfully, I wasn't stuck. That could have ended very badly. I, I got up in fucking agony. He goes, oh, well, are you okay? And I go, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. And normally, in Britain, you'd get, you know, people, they might start for a moment and then, because it's Britain, nobody would say anything. Fucking hell, there was a group of lads, not much older than me, who spent the whole journey going, you see that bloke there, you see what he did? Fucking hell. I was, I was mortified. <laughs> so that's the most embarrassing and the most stupid thing I ever did when I was younger. But, so yeah. now but did I've... you cry? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. No. Still, you win, man. <laughs> yes, you beat you Pascal. Do. Exactly. Yeah, so now, true. whenever you travel on the underground and you hear, mind the gap, presumably you relive that <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. It's shocking. My leg starts hurting. <laughs> <laughs> is a bit mortifying. Yeah. What else have you got for us in the enjoyable world of knowledge this week, Georgina? It's a thing now. Someone someone sent me a link to a machine where you can print a photograph on a slice of cheese, on a slice of processed cheese. And I'm thinking, what opportunities do you have to use a lovely photograph of your family on a slice of processed cheese? Please, please, tell, me, <laughs> please tell me the website is called Snacky Snacks. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. But it's actually it's it's all it's like one of you know when you like I love a laminator I love laminating oh, yeah, things of there's nothing as good as laminating a thing and you put this piece of sliced processed cheese in one end and you put a photograph in the other and it prints the photograph on the cheese and I'm just thinking but what do you do with it do you send it to someone do you eat it well, is it, it, make a, it ined- is it ink does it make yeah, it inedible? but it's edible ink, so oh. you can actually then eat it. So I presume then for birthday parties, you can like add it to burgers or something and have it as a party theme. I'll tell you what this reminds me of. There's also, uh, it's quite common for uh, when you toast cheese on a piece of bread, it leaves a kind of image 
or <laughs> randomly leaves an image. And I've seen many uh, shared pictures on the internet of things like the, the, the Holy Shroud mm. of Turin <laughs> printed <laughs> on, a, on a piece of cheese. Yes. You know, so the, in a way, this is just, just cheating. Yes. Because I'd, I'd far rather have the random image. Yeah, <laughs> of not knowing who's going to appear on your cheese. This is for people with OCD who want to know who's going to be on their cheese and want to know where. I, th I think Did maybe, get, yeah, to the royal wedding, maybe. Well, you could do lots of things. I mean, you could have had Harry and Meghan yesterday, mm. couldn't you, on the cheese sandwiches for the buffet, for the royal buffet or whatever but, but it was it, that they had afterwards. Is it only cheese? I mean, could it, if you had a slice of ham or They sent you a link to something where you could do it with cheese, and I presume that because the cheese melts slightly, then maybe that's how you can transfer oh, the picture. Oh. Hang on. They, so, but maybe they you can do it with ham. Link. I didn't go any further with it. I, I, what I can do is further research into if there's anything else you can print well, your photos on. When you say on. they sent you a link, who were these people? <laughs> <laughs> and how did, you, how did you meet them? Did they ask you to put your bank details in? Yeah, it, it may well be a scam. It was a prince of Nigeria. <laughs> I, yeah, I... Can I, can I just tell you a slightly embarrassing thing as well? It, yeah. That's made me think of. You cut this out if it's, if it's too embarrassing. Well, my lawyers might be in touch. <laughs> um, so many years ago, I, I've also, you know, basically I, I'm a writer, but you try to think of anything to make a bit of money. You're in, you're all, we're all in the same game. Indeed, we are. And, um, so I came up with this idea of a sort of comedy novelty product, right, which was called Wank and Go. Right. So at the time, at the time there was uh, shake. What's it? Thing and go. What was the other, the other thing? Oh, um, wash and go. Wash and go. Wash yeah. and go. Then so yeah. You said something like take two things into the shower and yeah. just wash and go. Yeah. So, oh dear. The, 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 the essence of this was, you know, take tissues and a porn mag into the toilet to have a wank. No, I just wank and go because the tissues had porn images on them. Oh, that's and, it. No, but hang on. I actually looked into it. Yeah. And at the time, I was told you can't put good photographic images onto tissues, so it won't work. I thought it'd be very funny. Oh, you can now. With, 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 with cheese, you could be... With cheese tissues. Yeah. <laughs> Take your cheese slice into the toilet with you and have a wanky go. <laughs> you can, it didn't can... happen. No. <laughs> so, so, Ivory, is that on your showreel? <laughs> no, I have actually had a, got a product off the ground, though. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. called Sat Nag. It came out about five or six years yes. ago. And you might have seen it. It's a spoof. Sat now. Oh, this yeah. is a real thing? Yeah, yeah. It sold quite well. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I don't need that because I've got Georgina in the car. Telling you the that, right that direction to go in because the sat nav never gets it right. In the early days of this podcast, we did actually briefly yes. release a um, sat nav voice because <laughs> in the old days, you used to be able to just pre record set before it became digital. Mm. Um, and many of our listeners did actually download uh, Georgina and, and, and load it onto their sat nav. We yes, did actually I, do yes, that. I, we am had the I am in some people's I just, cars. I can't remember even how I did it. I just downloaded it. I did it on a website or something. And it just you just had to read out, you know, oh, turn good. left, turn, turn left right. after 50 metres. I, I was in um, Amsterdam reasonly recently, and part of my walk to a, a, where I was going involved walking past the TomTom Tom offices... And I just yeah. felt so bad for him. Like, or, because I was literally using Google Maps to go past yeah, there. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. do you guys know? I, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. No, they have now. been upstaged somewhat, haven't they? So you've got time for one more enjoyable world of knowledge, Georgina? I found out this week. No, I've got time for two. One's a little thing. Okay. But something is also what Rewrite I found the out. Yeah, order if no, you want. no, no, no. But I, know, I now know why yawning is infectious. 
Do you know when you see someone yawn and you yawn as well? And I always wondered why do you yawn when someone else yawn? Why is that thing? Why is it our instinct to yawn with someone else? And it comes it comes from when we all used to be in packs and we all used to hang around in caves together. <laughs> like you do. This is before royal weddings and everything, yeah. before we made things like that fashion. And if if the strongest person or someone used to yawn in our pack, it's contagious because it was more useful for the pack to all sleep together as one. And animals will still do it now. So if, more, if one is tired, then it sort of says to the rest of the pack, I'm tired as well. And so the yawn is infectious. So other people in the pack think they're tired and it's more conducive to sleeping if everyone's tired at once. That is Does... an absolute fact. That last sentence is... Uh, that's that's <laughs> a total total reality. If everyone is tired, that is more conducive to sleeping. It is. Yeah. But Or even if you don't think you're tired, you become tired because you are infectious with the yawn. Is it sort of the equivalent of, like, coming down with your pyjamas on when everyone's in your cave and going, come on, let's go home, let's <laughs> yeah. go home, it's time. Yes. Time yeah, now. yeah. Or like, if you smell toast, you want to eat toast. It's the same thing. Isn't or you're it? I was just trying to think how many people that are listening to this right now are, are yawning. <laughs> I've got a weird thing. That I've never, I've never shared this with anybody. But when I'm driving, uh-uh. sometimes I sing along with the radio. That's, right? Yeah. Only if I'm on my own. Okay. I'm usually on UK Gold. Otherwise, I'd be nagging you, right? And what a weird thing happens <laughs> if I try and sing along with the radio. Yeah. It makes me yawn. I literally bore myself <laughs> into a yawn. Now, what's going on there? It's actually some, some kind of psychological or... or yeah. Well, why don't you try, try Planet Rock? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just on the wrong channel. Yeah. But it's, a, it's like a physical response to singing makes me yawn. Start singing now. Start yeah, singing. Go on. No, 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 no. no. Is it only in the car? Is it only in the car? I'll sing with the band later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it works. And also, just really, really quickly, because I yeah. found this word out today, and the blob of toothpaste that you put on your toothbrush has a name, and it's called a nurdle. Oh. Now, can you use that at every party the, you go to the, from the, now on? The blob of to- Why do the you need blob- a name for that? It's, but, just, it's just toothpaste. We're human. We give a name to everything. A nerdle. It's a nerdle of toothpaste. That sounds like something that the... the um, <laughs> what was that band, that country... Um, English country band. That the you, The Wurzels. Oh, the Wurzels. It sounds like the song of a... <laughs> a, a uh, the title of a Wurzels song. The Nerdles. Well, yeah, like the geekiest Wurzel would be the nerdle. <laughs> the nerdle. Don't you knock the Wurzels. Don't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, hey. Is that... If I've got a brand new combine harvester. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's yes. start yawning in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was Georgina's uh, amazing world of knowledge. Uh, moving on swiftly with uh, Desert Island Don'ts. So this is that part of the programme where we uh, we ask our guests, and indeed we ask each other, what's the <laughs> last thing in the world you would take to a desert island? It's desert island this in reverse, if you will. James, have you got one? Yeah. What have you got? <laughs> uh, well, it's a gravy boat. Oh. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. famously... Okay. A gravy boat. A gravy boat, yeah, because mm. famously to... If you, like, if you... In order to be able to afford one gravy boat, you need to actually be able to afford three gravy boats. Okay. As they say. How? Why? I think it's the yacht thing. Right. Like, to afford a yacht, you need to be able to afford three yachts. I gotcha. 
So to afford a gravy boat, you need yeah. to... And I, even on the desert island, I don't think I'd have the ready money to be able to... <laughs> to buy yeah, three. Ironically, a boat is something you very much would want on a mm. desert island. A gravy boat would be some sort of, like, cruel torture. Because yeah, your yeah. gravy would be able to escape. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. It would kind of wank and go, yeah. <laughs> if you use the euphemism. Oh, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yours. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes, yeah, copyright. You're not allowed to use. I well, get money. I get money. <laughs> well, a friend of mine used to. A friend of mine used to call that baby gravy. Actually, so that's, that's strangely, uh, a baby gravy boat. So J- J- James would not uh, take a, a gravy boat for some reason. Georgina? I wouldn't take my latest passport photograph. Oh. Don't. No, 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 You're no. going to go there. I hate it. No. I thought that it would take about three <laughs> months to get my passport done. And I'm going away in July and I thought I'll be really organised. I'll do it now. And what I did is I start early in the morning. I did it online. And then I got Brian with his lovely phone to take a photograph of me at 8.30 in the morning without makeup. Ka-ching! No, but I, to be fair, I did offer you, you the opportunity... You came in super close. You I, came in super close. I offered you the opportunity <laughs> to put on some slap. <laughs> I went, no, no. You, you didn't take that opportunity. No, so I'm I, not a narcissist. I don't care what my passport photograph looks like, I said to myself. <laughs> Yes, you do. I do. Now, Turns out I do. Ever since that, that, that was about five days ago, every mm. day Georgina has said to me, do I really look like that? Yes, no, <laughs> but that, that was the first thing I thought. Because you know when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see an image that you want to see back. You don't see what other people are seeing. And when I looked at my passport photograph, I thought, what I see in the mirror is really very, very, very different to what other people see. And so I'm wondering if other people see that passport photograph or... Martin, not many people see me at 8.30 in the morning, so I, I could be saved there. I do improve as the day goes on. I notice around <laughs> this table that we're all wearing glasses. Yes. Okay. And the worst thing now is yes. when you have your passport taken, you have to take your glasses off. It doesn't look like you, does it? It's no. Why? It, it doesn't look anything like you if you take no. your glasses off. It's like, I, I imagine that when they get it through and they, your picture comes up mm. and you come up with glasses, they yeah. just have a little app that like... Yeah, it adds glasses, glasses yeah. to your on the face. Picture. They do. Well, they have they have the electronic chip in them now. I wondered what that was for, but while I was going through passport control, I actually noticed because they can put they put it into a computer and your face comes up, and then a whole load of information down the right hand side as well. So it's got all the little things. Mm. Do you know like they used to write in your passport like any distinguishing marks and stuff like mm. that? That all just comes up in a little list by the side, so they can check you against it. Yours, no one looks like their passport. Yours says eight thirty in the morning <laughs> yeah. question mark. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that's the, but coming off a plane, to be fair, that's what you, yeah. you look like yourself. The, yes, in yes. The I, I would imagine it will probably, they won't even look twice. They'll yeah, just, just go, get yeah, through. get Come through. On. Come on, love. Don't so worry. So it hasn't arrived yet, though? It hasn't no. arrived yet, no. But will it be a, I'm told it's on the way. Will it be a different colour? Because aren't they changing the colour of passports because of the, the uh, Brexit thing? Yes, but I don't think it's now. I think oh, no, it's... They've given it to a French firm, isn't it? Yes, oh, yeah, I know. French it firm. is classic. Printed, we're going back to blue ones costing, what, 50 million quid and they've yeah. given it to a French firm. Yes. Are you happy with your passport photograph? I've never... Actually, there's one photo I have of me that I think, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's just one. Every other one is shit. Yes. So, and it isn't the one in my passport. No. So, but I'm not that bothered. I know I know. The only person that ever, exactly. ever sees it is a, a grumpy... 
you know, customs yeah. officer yes. or immigration oh, no, officer. It's a, don't get me wrong. I'm not narcissistic or egotistical enough to, for it really to bother me. But think, then on I the other hand, are. I am kind of thinking... <laughs> That's that's the photo that I've got to be with for ten years, man. It's mm. not like you can mm. change it again and just go. Well, well, I suppose you could change it again, couldn't you? Yeah, just pretend just, you lost it. Yeah. Yeah. So, James, <laughs> so, are you at the front end of your passport or the back end? Have you got like a ten-year-old? I've year got old a pretty one? new one. No, I've got uh, a reason. So it looks new like one. you. And I actually am heartened that when I I did the proper like going to the post office and everything did thing you? to re renew right. it, and they said you can't use your old photo, mate. Boom. <laughs> Hadn't aged in ten years. Oh. The passport of Dorian Gray. Thank well, you. They can't, you said you can't use. Your you can't use yes. your like ten year out of date. You have to. It has to be a recent photo, sir. I was like, I might look like shit right now, but I scrub up well for a camera, mate. Yes. <laughs> no, that's nice. So, what's the last thing in the world you would want to take to a desert island, then, Ima? Well, I think I've taken this slightly literally because a desert, <laughs> <laughs> a desert, a spare desert. The last thing I would take to an island because you think the one thing there is enough of is desert. So the last thing I'm going to take is. More desert. More desert. Unless you had enough desert to link yourself to the mainland. Oh. Well, well, as a sort of causeway. If it was the Sahara, that's mm. a huge desert. Yep. So if I had that and plonked that on the end of my desert island, that's still a hell of a walk to, to land. And, <laughs> and a hot walk. Oh, it's hot. Always I, mean, hot. I, I wouldn't have a hat. Yeah. <laughs> so we always think of a desert island as being something quite small, don't we? But I mean, Australia <laughs> is a desert island. Basically, yeah. Most yeah. of it's a desert. Yeah. Mm. But after the, the nuclear holocaust, this will be a desert island. Yeah. So. <laughs> After the, the yeah the the the, the uh, planet will be <laughs> yeah basically yes. yeah desert yeah. planet desert planet what 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 wouldn't you take to a desert island uh, a DVD box set of Mrs Brown's boys oh because mm. no DVD harsh. players it would be torturous oh, yeah. be itching yes. to watch it yes. uh, well there might be a DVD player with a hamster stuck in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some cheese for you. <laughs> but no, I, I was talking to uh, someone yesterday, uh, again, talking back to the comedy workshop that we were at yesterday, and uh, one of the comedians that was there said, why do comedians, why are comedians so disparaging about Mrs Brown's boys? It's quite an interesting subject, mm. because it's it's panto, really. It's an adult panto. It's a well-loved programme. It's a well-loved programme. It's the most popular comedy show in It's a in massive... But wow. And yet, wow. have you noticed, comedians are really mm. snotty about it. There's a mm. kind of comedy snobbery about but I think, it. I, honestly, I think that's disgraceful. I've, I've actually met Brendan Carroll. He's a lovely, lovely guy. And as, you know, as I'm sure everyone knows, it's not an overnight success. He's been, mm. Whether you like what he's done or not, he's worked incredibly hard to get where he is. He, he, he cares about it passionately. And I thought, that it might, was it the last Comedy Awards ever on, the, on Channel 4? Or maybe the last but one. It's so snidey and so cynical. Mm. They won, he won an award and people were sort of horrible to him. It's weird, mm. isn't it? It's almost become trendy to, to <laughs> not like it. Despite the fact it's it's so popular, it's not just become trendy to not like things that are very successful. Yeah. That's always been yeah. the way. Yes, like when Mrs. Brown Brown's Boys was underground and no one had heard of it, those people were loving it. They were like, "Yeah, about Mrs. Brown." It's like yeah. it's like a modern panto, like for adults, not like what Jim Davison does. Like something good. I'm, I'm not sure it was ever underground. <laughs> it's a bit like McIntyre though. Michael McIntyre, I think, splits. A lot of comedians don't like him. Yes, and I gather that's. Actually, I don't know him, but. I think he was a little bit brazen about where he wanted to go and how big he wanted to get and all that sort of thing. But actually, you know, whether he, he's a very, very good comic. Mm. Mm. I think mm. there's the opposite effect with The Office as well because uh, The Office is makes a lot of people very uncomfortable to watch, mm. and and there is a kind of popular feeling 
that people don't like watching it because David Brent is such an uncomfortable mm. character to watch. Whereas the comedy Glitterati, that's one of their favourite comedy shows. That's mm. the complete opposite effect mm. of uh, this is getting way too yeah. much. Mm. serious. <laughs> and getting t- too close to slagging off Ricky Gervais, which is a very dangerous thing to <laughs> do. Unless you want to be in his new special. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so let's, get, let's have some music, shall we? Yes. So get away from the whole slagging off David Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and let's welcome to the show Mono Club. Last stop to ask you under moonlight in June. After acrylic afternoons If you'd be coming over soon And I never asked you By what you could have had Stuck in a moment With a frozen heart that's been broken And everyone knows I know, I know, I know Turning slow Hope it don't show And I stop to ask you Of the sorrow you accrue Through the rigors of fools In a heart blessed but cruel I never asked you by what you could ever walk with your head on the shoulder of an older man who's getting colder and everyone knows and now and now and now screw turning slow hope it don't show Stand up in the back of your mind Where you couldn't come down And see how it is Lost in another's embrace It's unknown is tempered by emerging lines of truth how there's nothing I could lose that would ever see me through so I never asked you about why you could ever walk stuck in a moment with a frozen heart that's been broken (laughs) 
Mono Club, who will be uh, back uh, with us later on with a with a new song. Introduce yourselves, guys. Hi, I'm Dan. Dan. I'm Lila. Lila. And I'm John. John, how did you guys get together? Uh, well, we've known each other for many years now. We've been together now for forty years. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we met, we, we, t- we met in uh, we met at the Rock Garden in Covent Garden, which is now an Apple Store. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably about in oh, yeah. 90, 2000. 19, no, we're not that. No, we're not that. Nineteen two thousand. Nineteen ninety. I was going to say, but two thousand ten. I remember. I remember the Rock Garden. Do you remember? Yeah. It? Yeah. 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 I remember two thousand and ten. Yeah, that was a good venue. I thought you'd lost that year. Was one of your lyrics acrylic afternoon? Yes. I like that. It's worthy of Sid Barrett. Yeah. Thank you very much. The great Sid. Yeah. The great Sid. Hats off to him. So there's a, I was looking at your website and there's a Manic Street Preachers uh, connection, isn't there? Uh, Our album was um, mixed by Dave Erringo, who did all the the, um, Manic Street Preachers stuff. So how did you get to meet those guys? We pay a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he liked it. He okayed it. He said he'd happily do it. Not he did charge, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was apparently it was a, a Bates rate because he liked it. Oh, was so another thing I picked up from your website is is your your various musical influences, and one of the influences was the zombies. Yeah, lovely and uh, it reminded me of a, a, a something that happened to Georgina and I. We were at for reasons that it's too long to go into. We were at Butlins <laughs> for a sixties uh, music weekend. Yep, and the zombies were Never on. Again. The zombies were on, and I got into this argument with this this complete stranger that uh, Colin Blunstone, the lead singer of the Zombies, wasn't in in fact playing on the, on that night. So this isn't this isn't. Uh, there's no way this is uh, Colin Blunstone, you know. And, uh, and we, uh, it, it turned into such an argument that eventually Georgina went to reception... I did. ..to find out whether Colin Blunstone was staying yes. at Butlins that weekend. And they refused to tell her because they thought she was a stalker. Yeah, they thought I was after him. But it turns out it was Colin It Blunstone. was Colin Blunstone. And it might have been staying at Butlins either. He might have been at a hotel. <laughs> no, it turns out he was actually staying was at staying. Butlins, which his, is quite sad, isn't his it? His voice had changed so much since all those lovely zombies records yeah. in the 60s. Yes. So uh, I, was, I, was, I was humiliated, really, because I, before that date, yep. I had called myself a Colin Blunstone fan, mm. and yet I denied his existence. Oh. Which is the, and so, I was humiliated because there was no way I was stalking <laughs> Colin Blunstone. I didn't even know who he was. They're still touring, aren't they? He's still, t- he's still touring, I think. So back to Mono Club. Uh, you got an album out? I'll give it a plug. We've got an album out. It's called Sky High and Submarine. And it came out hmm. in March, and we've still got some vinyl left if you'd like to buy some. Yeah, and yeah. Vinyl. We've, got some, we've got some gigs coming up. Yes, can I do that? Plug those yes. as well. Yeah. Okay. And festivals or anything else you're doing I in the summer? Haven't got any festivals, so let's not mention that. All right. <laughs> uh, we were a bit late with our album, so we missed the festival slots. But uh, yeah, we've got some gigs coming up at the end of May. I'm not sure when this comes out, but uh, end of May. Website, yeah. yeah, August we've got a tour around the country, and September a big London show. So exciting! Well, good luck with all yeah, that. Yeah, very good. Can I ask one other question? Yeah. Is this is this how you are? Oh, good question, good question. Or is this plugged or is this, unplugged? If you want to know, this is unplugged, unplugged, and there's usually six of us, so we're oh, more of a wow. kind of a, yeah, a, kind of a sixty psychedelic kind of rocky band. I love before, before the end of the evening. Can we take a photo? Because they genuinely look like they're at a picnic, they do. especially with the I'm, tablecloth I'm, I'm, over I'm, whatever it is. I'm really there. regretting my shoe choice as well. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> it's radio. That's all I can say. So more music coming up from uh, Mono Club at uh, the end of the show. Moving on now to Things You Wouldn't Tell Your Mother. Things You Wouldn't Tell Your Mother. 
just wait for the scream <laughs> at the end. So, yes, uh, we like to ask our, uh, our visitors to the show to tell us a story that they would not share with their mother. So, Ivor, do you have something to share with us? Well, I do have something to share, but it's quite... It's a bit... It's not straightforward. So, I, when I was thinking about this, it's quite difficult to explain. There's basically nothing I wouldn't say to my mother, but there's That's a good. lot of stuff I wish my mother wouldn't hadn't shared with me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was a woman who, unfortunately, had no boundaries. And, I mean, I might as well... If you've seen my, my brother, it's David Bedell, in case anyone doesn't know, yeah. he's touring at the moment with the show, I think it's called My Family, Not the Sitcom. Have you, have you seen it? Yes. Right, well, then you'll know, and people listening probably don't know, that my mother had no boundaries, and, and she shared with us the intimate details of the, an affair she had with a, a guy who collected golf antiques. And when I say intimate, I mean absolutely intimate. <laughs> like sexual details that, you know, and she, she sent emails that mistakenly we were copied into, you know, and, and she was a woman, she sadly passed away a few years ago, but, and I loved her dearly, but she was a boundaryless woman. <laughs> an email to her lover saying something, 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 my clitoris is on fire. Oh my oh. God. Oh. Yeah. Did you get no. it sorted out? Hey? Did you get it sorted out? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, I think she did. By the antiques dealer, by the sounds of it. Her her and my father used to to say, make love, but have sex really, really loudly in our house. Really loudly. And when I was a young boy, I didn't know what it was. I thought thought there was a rhinoceros being killed in our house. I promise you. Because my father made these noises that are beyond... That's the only thing I compare it to, or possibly a walrus being killed. A walrus being killed. When I opened, I actually was next to a lady who had very, very noisy... Uh, yes, sessions, and as she, she did kill a yeah, 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 and <laughs> as she came to fruition, my sister came down and stayed with me once, and she was sleeping in the same bedroom as me, and she was fast asleep. And when the lady came to fruition, my sister in her sleep went, "We're coming to the end of the tunnel," and I actually want, I actually woke her up, went, "Please wake up, please wake up, this is a nightmare for me." And that's someone I didn't know. So if you actually know them, that must be, uh, yeah, horrendous. But it, it's all, but the thing is, it was sort of normal in my family. It was all of it, you know, everyone says, oh, their family's a bit mad. I mean, it, it was a bit mad, but it was sort of, it was so her. You know, mm. we just got so used to it. Even I was, in fact, I found myself telling someone this the other day. <laughs> okay, my brother's told it. Well, he hasn't told this story, but um, she was staying overnight at, at my house house and, and my son who at the time was about eight or nine had a little friend staying over and my mum comes down in the morning in a t-shirt and knickers <laughs> as if it's like what a 14 15 year old girl <laughs> that was a bit weird but then when, the, when my son's friend's dad came to pick the friend up she didn't think twice he didn't run upstairs and change he was really and he's quite a sort of british sort of you know, yeah. guy like that she didn't occur to her to think oh i better not you know see that she you know she, she didn't hide away no so I thought nothing of it that's yeah. an interesting take on it. Things it I wish I my, my mother hadn't told me. That's mm. for the next series. It is. It's true. <laughs> Honestly, that's what came, that's when I was thinking about it. I yes. Was, that's that's the way my yeah. mind went. So. Well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> 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 I think I can speak for everyone in the room when I say we're all feeling a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move on. Move on. <laughs> so, what was her favourite? What was her favourite Beatles song? Out of interest. <laughs> My mother's favourite beat. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm, I am the walrus. I'm guessing. Oh, I'm oh, trying to think of a rhino pun. So let's move on to uh, books we haven't read yet this week. Oh, 
So, uh, do you want to kick us off, James? What book have you not read this week? Um, right, okay, so it's any edition of A Thousand and One Films to See Before You Die. <laughs> I've got multiple problems with this. Um, first of all, it's just the, you know, the ambiguity of the title. Is this, mm. is this like, your death list? Like, what you see and then, and then you must die at the end? Because The Thousand and One Films, I've worked it out, yeah. that's 83 days solid film watching so actually without water you can only live for three days so you'd only actually get to see 162 films right. in this or is it a tip for death row inmates who have got some sort of like somehow managed to wangle some sort of deal where they can i don't know live the title of any book <laughs> yeah that probably doesn't happen actually to ignore that one and why why a thousand and one that annoys me that's yeah. too many 101 this 101 yes. damage why is it the, uh, the odd number one. just yeah like yeah. a thousand as well is too many you can <laughs> yeah. cut it by one yeah you've got to be able to cut it by yes. one You're yeah right. it's so like the, the 7.99 thing when you buy something i hate that mm. when you're yeah. buying something why why just call it eight quid yeah it's only because they, they can say oh it's under eight quid it's not really no, no, and I don't think anyone... Although a friend of ours came back from New Zealand recently and they said there's no coin under our equivalent of 5p now. And apparently we're going in that direction. So there's no loose change. Everything has to end yeah. in a five or a zero. There's no ones, twos, eights, sevens, sixes. Well, mostly we swipe cards now for loose change anyway. There'll be people yeah. that are carrying less and less change. I, <laughs> I think I went to a country... I can't remember what country it was, where they'd recently got rid of that sort of like lower than five thing, but they yeah. still had the prices in that. Uh, and they just round it up. Oh, like, cheeky, mm, cheeky. No, on, no, no. Round it down, yeah. round it down. I'll put that in the charity pot, thank you very much. Yes, so I did, agree. So did you actually buy this book and not read it, or did you just not buy it? No, I tutted at it on a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> there were two editions, two different years as well. How do you know if you get you yeah. slog your way through the seventh edition of 1001 Films to see before you die, and then the eighth edition comes out, what do you do? Do you have yeah. to... Go back. Just in case they re edit like director's editions. Yeah. How do you check which ones are actually different? Yeah. Which ones you've seen, which ones... You'd have to keep a really clear list, wouldn't you, of all the ones you'd seen and ticked off for this mm. eighth edition, and then you'd have to see, make sure there weren't any new ones. That it, is complicated. It is possible, James, that you're overthinking it. Mm. It is possible. No, 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 it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. I think no. it, I think I'm thinking it the exact amount. <laughs> that they intended. Okay. You're not underthinking. Your no, neither too much. I'm thinking no. about it a thousand and one times a day, <laughs> which is what so, they would have wanted. So Ivor, what, what book have you not read this week? Well, I didn't quite know what to make of the question, but I've not read Moby Dick because it was the book not chosen by the book group that I'm not in. <laughs> so, checks out. Yeah, actually, I've got a feeling. That's the second time Moby Dick has not been read on this, yes. on this, <laughs> on this series. It's a book, that, yeah, a book that no one reads, obviously. Ahab and his Moby Dick. Oh, you've read it, obviously. Oh, oh, oh I yes. I have ever read it. Yeah, I think it got me to sleep. On Yes, yeah. if you're ever, ever an insomniac, then something like Moby Dick is the way forward. Mm. <laughs> I think we, have, we don't actually have a chart of books uh, not to read, yeah. uh, but Moby Dick just went top. <laughs> uh, what we could do is a thousand and one books. Yes, to no not read before read. you die. Yes. Um, I haven't read Managing a Dental Practice, The Genghis Khan Way. Oh, good title. I oh, know, my. right? Doesn't that make you want to run a dental practice in the Genghis Khan way? No, but tell us more. <laughs> this is by uh, Michael R. Young, um, and it's how to positively turn a dental practice into a successful business. But what I thought, 
is it would be way more interesting if you actually ran the dental practice as Genghis Khan would have run it yeah. and maybe unite like nomadic tribes into one great big Northeast Asian continent. Or, and I like this, do you know that Genghis Khan is the top of the charts when it comes to most fathered children in history? Really? That, yeah. yeah, that he had one wife for life, as he called her, but then he had a harem of at least 500 other wives. 500 other wives! Good God. Most men can't go with one, but 500 other wives. And it saw that he squired between 1,000 and 2,000 children that were on the record. Heaven only knows how many others he and squired. And all the while, while working as a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so, yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. I've just written down Attila the anaesthetist. <laughs> 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 I, but I can't work out how to, how to get it how into How to the, work it in there. So I've written it down just in case just there's in an case. opportunity. Okay, but, <laughs> so, I, but yeah, this yeah. guy has a great way of managing a dentist. I don't, if you're about to ask me something serious well, no, about I, this, No, I rock. think like famously like most people in sort of East Asia to mid to the Middle East are related to yes. Genghis Khan yeah. in some way. So yes, that that's because he has so many, he had yeah. like a giant, giant. And I, yet, don't, I don't think that's how you... <laughs> well, he must have done, mustn't he? Otherwise, it would have worn to a like the size of a straw. Um, yeah, I, so don't th I don't think that's how you should run a dental practice. To be <laughs> no. right. I'm no, sorry no. to inject I was a little bit say, of well, realism. Then, my, give that book to my dentist. Whenever I go to my dentist, there yeah. are hordes of barbarians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and loads of women yeah. who have not been pillaged. No, just dropping sprogs. That's what happens at my dentist. Yeah, uh, that's the way forward. I'm going to run my life the Genghis Khan way. So, uh, Mono Club, any books that no. you haven't read this week that you'd like to share with us? Or anything that you'd like to run in a Genghis Khan manner? <laughs> right, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I used, to, I used to work in a library. You know, you get those ones that Katie Price is allegedly. Oh, really, yeah. Very strange. I think Pamela Anders went through it. Did she go through a stage of writing books? Right. Yeah. I didn't read those this week. You didn't okay. read those this week. Yeah. That's a good call. That's yeah, a, yeah. Good call. it is a good call. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what I didn't read this week. I saw it, as ever, in my usual charity shop. I know. I went in, I looked, I didn't spend my 50p on this book. Uh, it was a book with a bright um, pink cover, and it's called Fuck This Book. Uh, it's by an nice. author called uh, Bodhi Oza. Bodhi Oza? I think that's how you... Bodhi Oza, I think that's how you say it. Okay. Um, I'll that read sounds you, like something I say when I'm drunk. I'll read you what it Bodhi says Oza. about the book. Fuck this book. Uh, it says, um, <laughs> Fuck This Book is a juvenile, profane and timeless book that collects images of real public signs that have been mischievously altered by stickers bearing the word fuck. Oh. So this guy, right, okay. this is why I'm not buying this book. Okay. He's taken post-it notes, basically. He's written the word fuck on, on the post-it note. He's stuck the po this post-it note mm. on various signs, taken a picture of it, and he calls this a book. Okay. Is uh, there an example? There are. I have three examples. Okay. Because yeah. I googled it. Yeah, hit me um, with one. I didn't open of the, the book. Examples, but one no. of the One of them is please don't fuck the pigeons. <laughs> Yeah, okay, like okay. Like no, that's kind of... Sound I don't advice. mind that. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that. It's, it's, if it turns into good advice, is he doing yeah. anything wrong? Uh, it's a bit lazy. I think it's a bit okay. lazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, maybe if it had an exclamation mark, it was, fuck, don't feed the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, oh. a, you're a writer, Ivor. Is yeah. that a lazy book? <laughs> <laughs> Did you wish you thought of it? <laughs> Not really, but it's an annoying book because I've fucking pitched loads of sort of humorous books over the years to, yes. to you know, earn a, a crust. 
and 99% of them being rejected. And at some point, he went to a publisher and said, what yeah. about this? And they said, yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> that mean, sounds like a good idea. Of course, it yeah. might be self-published. I don't yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> there is, a, there's a, disc- there's a disclaimer on the back cover that says, this is not social commentary. There is no message. It's not meant to offend, exploit or embarrass anyone. All real stickers. There you go. That's the, <laughs> that's the disclaimer. Wow. Well, good luck, Mr. Uh, Bodie Oza. Bodie Oza. I'm not going to buy it. Thank you very much. <laughs> OK. So, uh, moving on to uh, Roadkill Lasagna. Roadkill Lasagna. This is that part of the programme that used to be called something else, but we just changed the name of it because we like that jingle, basically. So, Georgina, uh, what have you got for us on Roadkill Lasagna? Studies have shown... Yes. This is my serious, this is my newsreader voice. Studies have shown that cows produce more milk when listening to music. Do you know, I think a part of me knew that. Yes. Do they play pipe music into cow sheds then? This study played different types of music. Once they found out that music made them lactate more, they then played different types of music to see which type of music would make the cows produce the most milk. There is one song that made cows produce more milk than any other song, and that is... Can we guess? Can we yeah, guess? Yeah, yeah. Can we guess? Yeah, yeah. Go. No, 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 what's that? Um, what was the song that made cows... No milk today, my lover's gone away. <laughs> that one? I don't know what it's called. Uh, That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I yawned when you... I really yawned. I really yawned. It's because you listen, stop listening to Lullaby, Lullaby FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James. I know uh, Treats for My Tea. Treats for my tea. Yeah. Now, tea. what song? Oh, um, has it got to have the word milk in it? No! It's just what song makes what's, cows produce the most that milk? Song it's where a thing. she says, but not, not, my boyfriend brings all the boys to the yard. Oh, milkshake. And their milk milk is better mm. than that one? Maybe? something no. else. No, it isn't. It's nothing to do with milk. Paranoid. Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if yeah. it was that. It's REM's Everybody Hurts. Really? Who knew? Oh, the cows cow, produce the, a lot of milk to REM's Everybody the cows Hurts. cows just like that. They just like that song. And mm. the least, the one that they liked the least, where they produced least milk, was um, anything by Willie Nelson. So they don't really? like country music. Cows don't mm. produce milk to country music. You'd think they'd love country yeah. yeah. You'd think they'd love country music. So at Mono Club, would you like your music played to cows? <laughs> uh, and, and what song makes you lactate the most? <laughs> Who are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> or anyone, <laughs> anyone. It's good for the dairy industry. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. We're happy to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the oh, idea of just being piped into cow I've, I've just in the last few weeks become dairy intolerant. Oh. I, I, I love dairy stuff, but I can't anymore. So what about can, R.A.M.? It can just happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I haven't properly gone to a doctor, but I, yeah, it's got... Yeah, I can't have really? any dairy, yeah. Well, what are the symptoms? <laughs> Did you eat a piece of cheese with your face on it? Yeah. And that was just <laughs> that was too much. Meta. I'm only asking what are the symptoms because I'm a hypochondriac and yes, I want to know if I've you got will it. Have I, I, it. Okay. Brian, you will have it. at a guess, yeah. it's when you have dairy, yeah. you feel ill. Yeah. yeah. You get stomach cramps and diarrhea. Oh, oh. And then about two hours of, of ingesting, if that's the right word, milk. Oh, so, so ice cream for ice cream. And then you shit yourself for ice cream, basically. Yeah, absolutely. It does, I mean, it doesn't scan. So everything, no, like no melted cheese is out. Ice last cream night, is last out. Last night at the royal wedding, yeah. where I was, if I mentioned that, after it all finished, they went to Pizza Express and got a load of pizzas for all the crew and everyone. Yeah. And I asked for one without cheese. And it came back without any tomato on. What? But who knew this? Pizza Express do a vegan cheese pizza. 
So I had that. Oh. Which was all right. It's made out of nuts or something. It's not cheese. Make cheese made it's out of nuts. No tomatoes, though. Tomatoes are vegan, I'm pretty sure. I hope yeah, so. yeah. It was a pepperoni pizza, but with vegan cheese. And I'm not actual vegan. pepperoni. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. pretty sure that's not vegan. <laughs> I mean, if no, you've no. got pepperoni that is vegan, <laughs> no, no. I'd worry about the pepperoni. It was, it was only the cheese that was vegan. Only because the it doesn't have dairy in it. Right, oh, gotcha. I wonder if Harry and Meghan had a pizza yeah. last night. They had a stand-up buffet. Because it was all, that was the whole no, vibe they had a buffet. of it. Was... No, they didn't. Yeah, yes, they, they did. did. They had, they had a stand-up buffet. Like... No one sat down for it. It was all, get your hamburger no, but... in your hand and eat it. So that was the, there were two receptions. The yes, queen, of course the, there the were. The second reception is the really closed one where apparently they all get shit-faced. Yes. And that's the one, actually, I don't know if it was rumoured that Spice Girls were going to reform and play. And Ed Sheeran. They all denied wow. that. They did all deny that. Yeah, yeah, but I did hear that uh, James Corden emceed for some time uh, during the Let's Get Drunk party, so mm. that might have been more fun than I the bet actual. Prince Philip didn't stand up while he was in his <laughs> finger buffet. <laughs> Poor old fella. Let Honestly, the man sit down some locusts. Yes, yeah. get a seat for him. For and some, he had some mashed up mice. So you got any more roadkill lasagna for I us, have, Georgina? I have, I have. Elephants can't jump. They're the only animal in the world that can't jump. Something to do with knees. I really know, yeah, I know, but I really want to see a jumping elephant now. Doesn't it just make you want to animate a jumping elephant? Mm. Why can't they jump? It's knees. It's knees? Yeah, elephants have got got different (laughs) knees, haven't they? Aren't they the only creatures that have got knees that that bend like ours, that bend forwards? I think there's another creature that's got knees like ours. It's us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can jump. yeah. No, it's because they got four all in the same way, probably. Like oh, the front you... ones go forward and the back ones go forward as well because other four-legged animals oh. go back at the back. Yes, that's true. And forward at the front. Dog leg. Yeah, a dog um, has those legs. Yes. Two of them. Has four. Two, no, four, four nowadays. Four, but four. two at the back. Yeah, since the there upgrade. are dog legs and the front one, two at the front dog, aren't. Dog mark. Dog 0. 0.2. <laughs> yeah, 0. <laughs> 0. Elephants can't jump. Now, now it is possible... This is not related to elephant jumping. It's possible to hypnotise a frog. Ooh, you say, tell me more. Because I know everyone wants to hypnotise a frog. To think it's an elephant. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, once it's hypnotised, you can tell it anything. Um, uh, you place a frog on its back and gently stroke its stomach. That will hypnotise a frog. What you do with it after that is your own business. I absolutely love hypnosis. There was a show on telly which really annoyingly didn't get recommissioned. Two series called You're Back in the Room. Did you see it? Philip Schofield hosted it. Oh, no. No, and I don't normally miss anything. It's hilarious. If you like that sort of thing. Basically, they've got about five people very susceptible to to being hypnotised. And they hypnotised them. And then they, they snapped out of the trance. Um, but they'd all been told if you hear a bell, you can imagine you're an elephant or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. So then they gave them very easy tasks. So you've got to run from this end, one end of the studio with a glass of water and fill up a you know, thing to the mark or whatever. And then they, they, they start off and the bell rings and the, the one who's a, you know, who thinks it's an elephant suddenly is going like this and another one. <laughs> they believe. Uh, I'll tell you what's incredible about it. I'll tell you what's incredible about it. They are not faking it. There is no way. Mm. If you watch it, those people, it's astonishing. One of them, the one that struck me the most, is that they said to a woman, right, when, when this something happens, you're going to believe you're on the world's biggest roller coaster. And she was. Mm. There's no way that the, they, that was acted. It's people want, no, to please, no, people well, want to please the audience, though, don't they? I, I, but if you, right, okay, okay. Being a dick about this. If you were, in, if you were genuinely 
hypnotised to think you were on the world's biggest roller coaster, you'd just sit down and fall over because when you're on a roller coaster, that's all you're doing. You sit, she'd sit down and fall over on her side and maybe scream a little bit because she's not in a harness. You think, <laughs> where's the seat? You go, where's the seat? There's no seat here. Oh, no. I don't know. All I can say is this woman was going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And she. Honestly, if you go to a if, if you go okay. to a hypnotist no, show, is, I think it's hilarious. I would like to see. I think I would love. If at you that go one. to a hypnotist show, you know they get people up on stage. What they do is they I don't know whether you've ever seen this live, uh, but they narrow it down by getting the whole audience to do certain exercises, mm, yeah. and the ones that are the most susceptible mm. are the ones that they get up yeah. on stage. And yeah. the most common one that they use is that they get you to hold your fingers up yeah. like this, right. and they tell you. So like very this. slowly mm. move your fingers together. Yeah. Very slowly your fingers are going to move together. And mm. people whose fingers do move together yeah. are, are oh. suggestible. Yeah. They've told us. And it, and it works. No, because I've been to. in an audience and I'm, it's, so many people have tried to hypnotise me for various reasons. And I cannot be hypnotised. I'm just too I mind over matter. And when, when it says your fingers are moved together, I'm just thinking... They're really not. Mm. And yet my friend next to me, her fingers went together. She ate an onion thinking it was an apple. Mm. She absolutely went under. So she, I agree oh, with you. She you. was under. She had no, She said she was aware of people watching her. She was aware that she was performing, but mm. she still couldn't control her ability. She wouldn't have been able to stop doing Intre what they well, told her to interestingly, do. Interestingly, my former writing partner, Andrew, used to work as a writer on the Paul McKenna show, the, the mm. well-known TV yes. hypnotist. And uh, he was, Andrew was trying to give up smoking and he got Paul McKenna to hypnotise him to give up smoking and it didn't work. But isn't it that, that instant patsy thing? Like the, the thing, like when you, you basically, the, the magician comes up and shows a piece of paper that says, play along with this, mate. And then yeah. the person is, because so many people are watching them, they... You found yes. the person that's not a dick enough to yes. actually just yeah. be all right. Yeah. They don't know how hypnotism works. They, they, but gen, as far as I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but what I know that they've no idea what it is, how it works. Yeah. It's, I'm fascinated by it. Yes. The thing about magic is, I had an agent at one point who was in the magic circle, and I asked him how various tricks were done, and he said, "Well, I can't tell you unless you join the magic circle." So I became uh, an associate of the magic circle oh. just to find out how oh, really? it was all done. And as you, I'm sure you know, there's only about six tricks, mm. and mm. everything else is the stage management around mm. those those tricks. Yeah. And in fact, once you know what what the six yeah, yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. you start to lose interest quite yeah, quickly yeah. in magic because That's a card once force. you can see how That's everything a, yeah. works, yeah. you know, but most people things say there are only seven sort of. Yeah, structures of gags. Yeah. Like yes. Mm. Some, yeah. Some is seven or eight or whatever. Yeah. Certainly in this true. show. Only eight. <laughs> as many as that. <laughs> only, and there's only eight notes on a piano. Say what you will. <laughs> so I think on that note... Yeah, we've we will, undermined I think it's time everything. for some more music, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, we will, uh, we'll ask uh, Mono Club to, to play us out. Uh, thanks, James. Uh, thanks, You're Georgina. Welcome. Thanks, Thank Ivor, for joining yeah. us uh, today. And uh, we will leave you with Mono Club.
of your memories You feel so temporary And where I'm tethered by A siren's lullaby From a better David Simpson, Monkey Fingers at the Crypt was produced by yours truly and Ricky Barber for Glitch Productions. <laughs>